All around the world, poverty is stealing choices from kids. It's time to give those choices back. Introducing Chosen, World Vision's new invitation to sponsorship. For the first time, kids have the power to choose their own sponsors. Now the choice is theirs. The choice to take hold of their future and even the choice to step into a life-changing relationship with you. Learn more at worldvision.org chosen. The following podcast uses swear words, talks about religion in a very negative manner, and talks about sex in a very positive manner, and pretty much everything political. Keep in mind that it is for entertainment purposes only, and all stated opinions, views, and jokes are those of the person making them, and do not reflect any business, nonprofit, state, or federal government. Listener discretion is very much advised. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, and the Utah Outcasts have returned with this week's Features episode, where we got some amazing items for you this week, uh, like our Fun with Real Audio segment, and at least one other thing that I could scrounge up for you, because if you're just joining the podcast for the first time, we're usually a cabal of four out-and-about atheist progressives living in the state of Utah, and that's probably about the easiest way to describe the show to everybody out there. However, it's only me tonight, because I decided to take a vacation and that vacation happened to coincide on a recording night, so it kind of screwed everything up. So it's just X here, and uh, uh, we are going to get started with our first segment, which is going to be Fun with Real Audio, and we've got a bunch of them for you. So buckle in, it's going to be a good ride. We'll see you in a minute. Hello, Smithers. You're quite good at turning me on. Um, you probably should ignore that. The first example I have for Fun with Real Audio this week is uh, a guy that we've been using quite a bit, and it's Rick Joyner. And he's going to say some stuff about Putin and uh, Trump, of course, but it, it's just amazing that if you couch this in some of the stuff that they said about Obama previously or, you know, Hillary previously, you'd be calling them a fucking hypocrite. And probably that's what I'm going to end up doing here. So let me get started with this guy. And I think we're making some real progress, but there's a, a awful lot going on. There's still an awful lot of ground to be taken. Um, Hang on, Rick. Make your master your audio when you publish it. I go through and I deaden sounds, background noises, put a noise gate up so I don't catch myself breathing every time into the microphone. It's not hard to do, but you guys don't obviously give a shit about audio fidelity or anything when you make these shitty videos, or nor do you care how you look on camera because as I'm looking at the video, he's wearing these giant fucking mirrored shades. He's got a huge puffy nose like he's been snorting coke all day. And he's wearing a polo shirt that's halfway unbuttoned. I mean, I guess I can't say anything. I'm wearing a, a show logoed hoodie, but at least my branding is on fucking point. By the new administration, they're making really good progress, but they have no, they're not. still unbelievable inside opposition. Bullshit. You guys now have the Supreme Court. You have the Senate. You have the House. You have the presidency. You have most of the governorships. And you guys cannot get anything done. You couldn't get the health care bill that you want passed. You couldn't even get a resolution on Syria or anything like that. You guys let the president act unilaterally against Syria this week. When you wouldn't let Obama do the same thing, he had to have an act of Congress. 
You guys didn't require that of Trump. Bunch of fucking hypocrites, let me tell you. People left over from previous administrations that are just fighting and, and doing everything they can to hinder progress. Well, maybe if Trump would actually assign some people, this would get taken care of. The State Department is bleeding people. Uh, you don't. You still have federal judges that have not been appointed. You have so many fucking offices that are currently vacant because he did not expect to win. And he didn't know what to do if he would have caught the car that he was chasing after, like a fucking rabid dog. So he had no idea he had to establish all these fucking offices coming into it. A smart president goes through their transition period and does a lot of this picking out stuff ahead of time. Not our president. Nope, he could not be fucking bothered. It's amazing. I mean, you're talking about thousands of people, many of which are in key positions and have got to be replaced. And uh, you know what the definition of treason is? All the shit you guys said about Obama for eight years. How about that? But I doubt we're going to get that from him. Let's just hear what he has to say. One of our guys read it yesterday. It is actually trying. No, it was Bobby Conner that read it. He, it is the attempt. So we're getting a second-hand definition. Overthrow a duly elected government. Oh yeah. So everything you guys or did with Obama, everything you did with Obama, literally. I mean, that would probably make every fucking right-wing nut job guilty of treason if you use that definition. So, you guys had constant attacks against Obama, but I guess it's only treason treasonous if this god likes the president, or, you know, this president's skin is white, and he's a, another male. You know, a government that is legitimate government. Any attempt to overthrow such a government is treason. He's under investigation. And we've got a lot of people seriously doing treasonous things now. I don't hope it won't get to the point of... Uh, you know, where people are going to have to be charged and dragged out. Some need to be. Some have done things so illegal. What? But just Name one. yesterday, Name some of the things one. that came out in the news, it again came out. Uh, Guccifer, which I don't like that name, but... Oh, no, it sounds like Lucifer, but it's not. Oh, no, someone has a made-up name on the internet. I bet you have a wholesome fucking screen name on everything that you do, Rick. But it is, it's another organization that has been incredibly accurate with the stuff they put out. And they also agreed with Assange that the DNC staffer that was murdered last year was the one who leaked the DNC emails to WikiLeaks. Nope. <laughs> You're completely wrong here. Guccifer is a front for the mil Russian military intelligence. And of course, they're going to say they weren't responsible for the hack of the DNC. But you can always trust Russian military intelligence agents to give you the straight dope, can't you, Rick? No, no, they, they murdered some DNC guys. So it's killery, killery, killery once again. Which is what Julian Assange said. That guy was murdered. And of course, D.C. police covered it up, saying it was mm, just a, a cover-up. A robbery. But they, they didn't rob him of anything, didn't take his wallet, didn't take his money, whoever did. He was just murdered. And it was a cover-up, obvious cover-up. Here's my point. You know, there's some really ugly stuff going on in the world. Yeah. And I know people that just get outraged at Putin because he's had some people knocked off. Well, just about everybody in government, including our government, has done that kind of thing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> killery, killery, killery. Putin 
Putin who? Who are you talking about? He is endorsing Putin knocking people off. If you could prove that you had a government person knock off another another person that was underneath them, that would make front page fucking news. This is investigative journalism stuff. This is some house of cards level of bullshit that these people are believing in. It's amazing. I, I can't believe that they could be so far gone in their morality. They think that Putin is a good guy. He's absolutely not. If you guys think America is this world that God set aside for the for the true Christians and everything out there, don't go around praising Putin because he does not like having a place like America on the planet. Let me introduce you to the gang. That's Buzz. That's Honey. Did you see that queen over there? Her name is Smithers. Let us discern the spirits with Gordon fucking Klingenschmidt. Uh, we had him on a couple of weeks ago when he was talking about Beauty and the Beast. I bet he's went out to go see it by now. I can almost guarantee, but you're not going to believe who he's going to be talking about this time. And Gordon has probably never kissed a girl and probably never liked it, but might be tipping my hand too much there. Here we go. So let's take a moment and discern the spirits. Yay. Katie, you know that God made them male and female. This is what it says in Genesis. This is what Jesus says in Matthew. Uh, I think it's 19. Jesus. How about God didn't make any of that? I'm good with that. You guys good with that? Raise your hands out there in the audience. I, I'm good if God didn't actually make any of this stuff. So, no. Jesus affirms. And if you went to a Jesus camp and they taught the Bible, maybe you remember and your parents are pastors, they taught you that God made them male and female. And for this cause, a man shall leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Lordy, I done caught the vapors, Gordon. Why are you talking like this? You nasty. <laughs> so, cling, not cling, what does it say? Cleave to their wife. I mean, doesn't that mean, doesn't cleaving something like hack it into pieces? I mean, that's what a meat cleaver does. It puts a cleft into it. I don't know what he, the Bible's got some weird fucking phraseology on a lot of things. And he's talking shit about Katy Perry. And I don't know why, because I think she's absolutely fucking delightful. I know they have problems with her being at one time a very evangelical Christian brought up during a very into a very Christian family. Dad was a pastor and everything. And now she's this pop star that is getting kids to believe in the power of themselves and loving gay people out there. And just, you know, how dare she? How dare she be an idol to everybody instead of just them Christians out there? So Jesus affirmed the definition of marriage between one man and one woman. Who cares? And now, if you had been sincere in your prayers at the Jesus camps, you would have prayed against sin and the devil. Oh, so her she didn't she wasn't sincere in her prayers. You're telling her that she didn't she wasn't doing it hard enough. She wasn't praying hard enough, does it? You would have repented of your sin and invited Jesus to rule your heart. But apparently that's not what you prayed. Sometimes that prayer shit doesn't work for everybody, Gordon. Didn't work for me. Didn't work for a number of people I know that listen to the show. What makes you think that's the magic bullet that fixes everything? I, I don't understand. The Bible says this in John chapter 3, and Katie, I'm reading this to you, that he who sins is of the devil. Katie, she who sins is of the devil. 
you are ruled by Satan, for the, for the devil has been ruled, has sinned from the beginning. And for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Your God created sin. Your God created devils. Devils, your God created all evil. Your God is to blame for all of the ills of this world. How about that? Should we, should we just go ahead and go with that? Whoever is not, whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed, God's seed, the seed of Jesus, remains in us. You. And he cannot sin because he has been born of God. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Who do, whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Gross. Katy Perry, you don't just need more of your Jesus camps, more of the Bible, more of what your parents told you. You need to get the devil out of you. And I think she did a pretty good job of that when she broke up with Russell Brand. That's right. Fuck you, Russell Brand. People like dogs, Mr. Burns. Nonsense. Dogs are idiots. Think about it, Smithers. If I came into your house and started sniffing at your crotch and slobbering all over your face, what would you say? If you did it, sir. For some reason, Alex Jones had somebody hold up their camera phone and... He took some like impromptu video and audio and recorded it and didn't make it go out live to everybody in the world. He put it out there like on probably on Facebook and most likely on YouTube as well. That's where I found it. I got this from Right Wing Watch, of course. And he is going to rant and rave. And I'm just going to let it play out in its entirety because it's only about a minute long. But m we need to get this guy some meds. We need to get the tranquilizer gun out and we need to dart him. And we need to put him into a concrete enclosure with the other walruses. The world's in the greatest danger ever, and the Democratic Party and the Republican establishment are lined up, showing weakness in the face of all this garbage. And that's why the communist Chinese, the biggest mass murderers in history, don't respect us. Because the Democratic Party and snot-nosed people like the Intel deputy head, uh, Adam Schiff over there, wow. are scumbags. You think having all those fairies and pansies up there with little chicken necks running around attacking our president all day makes us look strong? It makes us look weak. doesn't matter we've got 10 to 1 nuclear weapons against China. Those crazy people have proven they'll go to war. They're completely psycho like Kim Jong-un on power trips. So if China keeps pushing, the only option is full commitment to hit China preemptively. That's the only way to survive this nuclear war, and Trump knows it. And Russia has already been told they better stand down. The United States is preparing to nuke China. So get ready, assholes. All of you wanted it, you're going to get it. Turn that off. God damn it. Excuse me. <laughs> he, like, apologizes every time he cusses, and I, I find it delicious. But I, I don't recall any time recently where we were going to be going to nuclear war with China. Uh, there's been talks of us going against North Korea, we're squaring off against them, especially with the, the command fleet that we sent out that way. But we're not going to war with China. The bad thing is that North Korea is allies with China and with Russia, and it's, it wouldn't be a good thing if we were just to unilaterally attack North Korea. I don't want a war. Nobody wants a war right now. Nobody. It's 20 fucking 17. We should not be having gigantic fucking wars. We should not even be threatening to lob nuclear weapons at each other aren't we past this shit now isn't the war mainly with money nowadays isn't it with ideas i mean we we, we were shown during this election that 
the next war front is actually a cyber war. And Russia kicked our fucking ass this year. But we're not going to be going to thermonuclear war with fucking China. It's just not going to happen. I, I, maybe I shouldn't say not because look who's the fucking president. Somebody who I thought would never become president. But anyway, Alex Jones has lost his goddamn mind if he thinks that this is something that we're going to be going toe-to-toe with China. And of course, he's blaming everybody else. Blaming everybody for it. I mean, I'm not expecting him to take the blame himself, but this is one of the people that President Trump actually listens to for his advice. And that that should scare the shit out of all of you. 90 seconds to core meltdown. Sir, there may never be another time to say, I love you, sir. Oh, hot dog. Thank you for making my last few moments on Earth socially awkward. Oh, Smithers, I guess there's nothing left to do but kiss my sorry ass goodbye. May I, sir? Oh, boy, do I have a super fucking yummy, delicious Brian Fisher clip for you guys tonight. Because he's been on a campaign recently of saying that the gay people taking the rainbow flag is a, is cultural appropriation of a Christian symbol. And that we he demands that we give the rainbow back to the Christians. He doesn't know the history of most anything, does he? Uh, let's go ahead and have him talk. Let's go. Well, let's not forget that the rainbow is God's invention. He placed it in the heavens after the worldwide flood as a sign of his covenant promise to mankind to never again destroy the earth with a flood. So that's if you follow a biblical history of the world. That that would be, what, 4,000 years ago or something like that? Well, the Epic of Gilgamesh, who was an ancient Sumerian king, you know, around 3,000 BC, so that puts it around 5,000 years ago, is the first detailed written evidence of human civilization. In a Victorian translation of Gilgamesh, uh, the Epic of Ishtar and Isdubar, King Isdubar sees a mass of colors like the rainbow's hues that are linked to divine sanction for war. And later in the Epic, Isdubar sees the glistening colors of the rainbow arise and the fountain of life next to Elam's tree of immortality. Anyway, let's put it this way. Your guys' you know, belief that God put up a rainbow after the fucking flood, there wasn't a book written back then about Noah's flood. It was all v- vocal tradition carried down from hermit to hermit. And guess where most of these people came out of? The area of Babylon, Sumeria, all of these areas around there where there was actually written record at the time. So don't give me this Noah's Ark bullshit that was 6,000 years ago in your creationist Christian belief way of things the happening. That's not how it happened at all. You guys are culturally appropriating something from Sumeria. So we can play this game all fucking day, Brian. In the culture in which it originated, the rainbow is a sign of hope and assurance and a symbol of God's grace and infinite patience. Infinite patience for from a God that just got done reigning for like a whole 40 days and 40 nights flooded the world, left it flooded for a fucking year. That's the patience of a God that, you know, instead of helping out the humans or trying to make them different or make them better. No, let's just go ahead and wipe the whole fucking slate clean. That that shows patience, doesn't it? That doesn't show a petulance and a murderous fucking God. That doesn't show me a little fucking El Shaddai demon. I'm going to smite everybody. Oh, man, this bugs the shit out of me when people are like, Oh, God God is love. No, he's not. God said, I have set my bow in the cloud. It shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth, a covenant in which God promises that, quote, never again 
shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood. Can we just get to at least what a rainbow is? It's light reflecting, refracting off of water in the sky. In this case, rainbows have been around since there has been moisture in the fucking atmosphere. Ever since there's been a water cycle, there's been rainbows. So we can go back easily a couple of billion years and say rainbows were back then too. Brian, we're not stealing your fucking rainbow. The rainbow has been and will be here after we're gone. Now notice what's happened with the appropriation of this symbol by the LGBT crowd. It has now become a sign, not of God's grace and patience and hope, but a sign of sexually deviant behavior. No, it's a sign of like many people under one banner. You know, everybody's different, we're, but yet we're all as one. Uh, there's a lot more to the rainbow flag than what you're assigning to it, Brian. It, being gay isn't always just dicks and asses and cocksucking and, you know, you know, scissoring and all the other fun stuff that happens with people's nether bits. It's about having an affirming relationship with another person of the same sex. It's about expressing who you really fucking are. It has absolutely dick all to do with the sexual deviancy that you want to say. I bet you Brian, with his wife, likes to do anal every once in a while. That makes you a fucking deviant, according to your Bible, Brian. Now the rainbow promotes a lifestyle, which God says is an abomination. That's Leviticus 18.22. God says it's contrary to nature, Romans 1.26. And it's a lifestyle which consists of shameless acts, which comes at a terrible cost to those who engage in them. They receive in themselves the due penalty of their error. I'm not going to be ashamed of who I am. Your guys' self-shame of everything that you think is bad is what's getting us into all these fucking erroneous wars with people. It's what's getting you guys old and dying off without having kids that love you because you think that everybody should be ashamed of shit. When we're not, we're human fucking beings and we're going to be that way. Man, I, I can't listen to him anymore. I'm done with this one. Hi, this is Dan, Ryan, and Matt. With the Godless Revolution podcast, we've had a lot of great guests on this show. Such as Russell Glasser, Dan Errol, Brian Fields, David Silverman, Doug Mesner, a.k.a. Lucian Greaves, and Joey Kirkman, whom we love a lot. We've also had a lot of really cool local guests. And we're a podcast that likes to fight for the separation of church and state and against anti-skepticism of all kinds. You should give us a listen because if you don't, you're going to be really sad. Make your ears happy. Listen to the Godless Revolution podcast. I think it's been a few episodes since we've had a Jim Baker clip, and this one is pretty fucking hilarious, I have to admit. Here we go. As we read today from 2 Timothy, what are the signs of the last day? Number one. We're, we're of course, going to last day chat here because he's probably got food buckets to sell. But anyway, hear what he has to say about 2 Timothy 3.1. Times will come. And then it says, men will be lovers of themselves. Is that true today? Absolutely. (laughs) We have dedicated Facebook pages about ourselves. This whole show is about me. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I do masturbate quite frequently. I'm I'm not going to lie about that. So yes, I do love myself. All about us. (laughs) I mean. That's right. Okay. What do we call the pictures we take of our selfies? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine? Look at, look at, look at my scriptures. Yeah. You have it right there in, in your scripture, too. 
I find it kind of funny that the guy's talking about loving themselves and being vain and everything has a show called The Jim Baker Show. Shouldn't you be giving all glory to God here, Jim? Shouldn't that be God's chosen prophet? Oh, wait, no, that's a little bit too much onanism there. Uh, let's see. How about The God Show? Or you don't want to take his name in vain, so you'd be like, he who is most high's TV show, whatever. Others of them sell. We have pictures today by the hundreds of millions, probably oh, millions of pictures, and they're called selfies. Because Jim, I've seen you take selfies at the Trump Hotel. I've seen it. You showed it on your other TV show that you have. You're a fucking hypocrite, just like all you Christians. You're fucking hypocrites. Own up to it. We're lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, proud. Bruh, did you really just say lovers of money? Did you really just fucking go there? Who's the person here between me and you, Jim? And this is me talking to, you know, theoretical Jim out there because he's not actually listening to this. Jim Baker, my name is X. X, Jim Baker. Who here has gone to prison for stealing money? Not me. Um, Jim, why isn't your hand going up? Oh, because you've repented and you, you're, you've been forgiven for all your sins. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead. What else do you got? Blasphemers. What's happening? They're blaspheming. Fuck, fuckity, fuck your God. Fuck your God. Oh, God, God, God. Fuck your Jesus in the ass. We can keep going. Anybody else want to sing a song? Go ahead, sing a song. Blaspheming Christianity. Blaspheming Jesus. They're blaspheming the, the, uh. Find your words, buddy. Find your words. The good that is done and even blaspheming a president who wants to do good. President Obama? I didn't say a naughty thing about, oh, wait, the rules have changed now that it's a white president. I forgot about that. A president who wants to help us not bring drugs into our country, wants to stop murderers and rapists and, start, and, and literally to bring America back to a place where your kids could still walk the streets around your house at night. You know, I used to ride miles on my bicycle when I was a boy. And all my mom and dad would say is, be home before dark. Now and he's going to say, my time, it was this way. Now in this time, you can't do that. Listen, I'm, I, I don't have any qualms about being sort of helicoptery around my kids. I want to make sure they make it to, you know, an older age where I don't have to worry about them being sexually assaulted by people or, you know, being picked up by random strangers on the side of the road when you're trying to hitchhike across town. I don't want them to have the stand-by-me stories where they're fucking going to go see a dead body and almost got run over by a train and all this other shit. Your whole Americana slice of life, everything was better back then, is complete bullshit, Jim. Things were not better back then. Your mom beat your dad, or probably the other way around. What am I thinking? Your dad probably physically assaulted your mom. Probably uh, sexually assaulted her a few times, too, even though she probably wasn't in the mood for it. Uh, I could think of lots of other things that were happening back then that were not good for people, but you know what? For the sake of brevity, let's just say that your whole everything was better when I was a young man is absolutely bullshit, and I've got examples of it. So, another Friday is upon us. 
what'll you be doing, Smithers? Something gay, no doubt. What? What? You know, light-hearted, fancy-free. Mothers, lock up your daughters. Smithers is on the town. <laughs> exactly, sir. <laughs> okay, so the last quick one that we're going to do here before I call it a week with Fun With Real Audio is um, Pat Robertson. And he needs to work on his choice of words because apparently we're being dominated by somebody and his phrasing really needs to have some work done to it. There's no doubt there's been a, a leftward bias in the media. Good grief. Everyone, every uh, editorial board, every reporting uh, department uh, tends so strongly toward a leftward bias in politics. And a Pat, you're 90,000 fucking years old. Everything past, you know... The only person right of you is Mr. Burns, which is saying a lot because at least Mr. Burns will hire a gay person to work for him. Of course, the schools are just appalling what's happening. I mean, I went to Yale Law School. Dear me, that place has gone so far to the left. It is unreal. Confirmed. He went to school with Mr. Burns because I think he went to Yale as well. Fuck, who goes? And we're talking like turn of the century, Yale. So he's like one of those guys walking around the barbershop quartet, you know, doing the whole, oh, we go to Yale because we are white and delights up. I don't know. And uh, who knows? It, it used to be, you know, Timothy Dwight, people like that were great men of faith. The Princeton Timothy and Yale Dwight. and Harvard was set up as a trading ground for ministers. Long, long way back in the history. No longer. Yeah, because you guys have your own fucking Bible colleges nowadays. You don't need to go to an actual real good school. You can get your degree from fucking Liberty University. Or BYU, except I don't think they offer minister degrees out there. I'm sure they offer some sort of divination degree. or Oh, wait, no, that's Harry Potter. Fuck, what they give it in? Um, Arithmancy? No. Um, potions. No. Transfiguration. There you go. So what are you going to do? Terry, I'm, I'm, I'm reading. Uh, Kevin Sorberg brought me some scripts. Mm -hmm. So I, I just finished Whoa, reading some scripts. Got one I think will make a pretty good movie. I'm going to talk to Kevin, see what he thinks. We'll How nice would it be to have Kevin Sorbo on your fucking speed dial? I'm going to call him up and put him to work because K Sorbs can't find work anywhere else except the Christian world these days, it seems. We got to make some more movies. I mean, he's done a great job, but we need more. There are people out there who are yeah. entering the arena and making their voice heard. We just had a guest last week, the Unholy Trinity, that had mm -hmm. a lot to say about culture and the what's happening world. and we, we need to We make have to things. do it. And people yeah. are interested. They're, they're, after all, when you get right down to it, Christians still are the overwhelming majority, majority in this country. And, you know, we have given the ground to a small minority. You figure. Nope. Nope, you guys are about as small of a minority as we are. What you're talking about being the majority of the country is normal cafeteria Christians, cafeteria Catholics, cafeteria Mormons, you know, Jack Mormons, Jack Catholics, all those people that go to church on Christmas and Easter and pretty much maybe once or twice throughout the whole year. The ones that, you know, think that, that you know, if I live a good life, I should be getting into heaven. The, those kind of people, the... You have a whole bunch of agnostics out there. You have a bunch of people that go, well, you know, I'm spiritual, but I'm just not a fan of organized religion. There are as many atheists out there and nuns, and our numbers are growing compared to evangelical Christians, which your numbers are shrinking. 
because your kids have the internet these days. Lesbians, 1% of the population. Homosexuals, 2% of the population. That's all. That's statistically all. But they have dominated, dominated the, the uh, media. They've dominated the, the cultural uh, shift. And uh, they, they have infiltrated the major universities. It's just unbelievable what's being done. So um, a tiny, tiny minority makes a huge difference. So the minority, the majority is time. It wakes up. I don't know what the fuck he's trying to say there. But you know what? People in the trans community, people in the gay community, everybody, let's just say the whole LGBTQ, even the IA, every, everybody that's in the spectrum there. They just want their human rights. They just want to be treated like everybody else is supposed to be treated. If you guys weren't going around telling them that they don't deserve the right to exist, maybe we wouldn't have a problem with you folks having religion in this country. But no, your religion informs what you are supposed to do and how you're supposed to act towards your fellow human beings. So your religion is making you a complete asshole to everybody else in the world. And it really needs to fucking stop, Pat. I don't care that you think that we're being dominated by the gays and the lesbians. We're not. They're being dominated by you guys saying that they don't have the right to have the rights that they deserve and that they don't deserve to be treated like fellow human beings. Mr. Smithers, I thought you were, you know, uh... Haha, <laughs> no, I'm straight. As long as I take these injections every ten minutes. I love boobies! As I was writing up the show notes for what I uh, would like to be talking about this episode, I finally got struck by some inspirational lightning, and I feel like I finally have something I feel like bringing up during Time for Rants, and, uh, it, because it's been far too long. So here's my one question I want to bring up to you guys. Can God sin? I mean, I'm atheist. I don't really give a shit about God anyway. But these three words ignited a firestorm of activity in every chat that I'm privy to. Every discussion board that I could bring up, which, to be completely honest, are atheist echo chambers. I know that, if, but if you want a serious discussion about scripture, you don't go to the supervans, you don't go to the Christians, you don't go to the apologists, you go to the adversaries. They'll give you a good reason of why you said is either brilliant or stupid. Can God sin? Just let that sink in for a second. Here you have this almighty being that supposedly created everything which is really another word that you need to soak in for a second every thing literally every atom every molecule every gluon wimp gravity wave photon everything this means that he also created evil we know this already. It's in their stupid book, and it's not something we really need to go to the copy to find out. Uh, we don't need to be the fucking gaming geeks out there that bring up the books and look up every obscure rule in the manual to, to play games. We don't need to do that at all. We just need to look at the fact that the all-knowing, all-powerful, all-good creator of the universe created everything and can supposedly do everything. Created everything, can do everything. So why else would we call the thing that is all-powerful unless it literally has all the powers? Unless it is everywhere, 
can literally do everything that we could possibly think of. So I'll ask the simple three question words again here. Can God sin? Decided to ask Google, and one of the first things that came up gave me this. Because God is holy, righteous, and true, and he can do nothing inconsistent with himself, we can come to the conclusion that God cannot sin, since holiness, righteousness, and God's other perfections are who God is. If God were to sin, he would cease to be God. The fact that God is holy, holy, holy prevents him from doing anything that is unholy, or in other words, sinful. Um, That seems pretty fucking cut and dry right there, doesn't it? However, think of this. Even in the fucking commandments, he sets down in stone uh, for humans to let it be known that he is a jealous God. I think it's commandment number two. And call me stupid, but isn't jealousy a sin? Right? I mean, I, I believe so. So does that mean that he ceases to be God? Nope. Uh, the Christians think of this answer as well, because uh, since sin exists because of our downfall from eating a the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, apparently we introduced sin into the world. And that moment right there is the basis for a lot of Christianity. Except, wasn't that essentially God setting up a like Rube Goldberg-type machine that would set off all of this other shit we would uh, we assign sin to? It would have to have been a thing that was a possibility that existed before it happened. So it was an option that Yahweh set up for us to trip over, because he knew we would. Okay, I'm really diverging, getting into territory that we really shouldn't give a shit about since we're atheists and everything. But my point is this. If God does it, the Christians say that it's not a sin. However, when a person does it, it is a sin. Meaning that we humans can do a thing that not even their God cannot do. Doesn't that ultimately make us more powerful than he, it, whatever its pronouns are? Can God sin? I don't think he can with the ground rules that Christians have set up. So if he can't do something, like I said in the last line, he's not all-powerful. And if a god is not all-powerful, he can't be much of a god to praise. Maybe not even a god at all. Christians, your house of cards is way too easy to topple. Why do you choose to consider a supreme being that can't follow all the rules that you make for it? If it were a god like Zeus, I might give you guys a pass because that's a personified god, one that is just as bad as a human. But no, your creator has to be the best at everything, therefore actualizing that it can never be something like that because that thing cannot exist. A god cannot make a squared circle, and I'm not talking about a boxing ring. There aren't universal there are absolutely universal absolutes that have to be abided by before a god can interact here. If it wants to dabble in this third dimension hellhole that we call reality, it has to follow the fucking rules. This isn't the Matrix. Have y'all ever wonder what it's like to be a redneck with empathy? Have you never heard of a southerner who isn't a blathering bigot? 
Well, have I got the show for you. It's the Podunk Polymath Podcast, hosted by myself, Chris, and it's the sentiments of a secular, sarcastic, screwed-up Southernus JW and skeptic. You can find me and the show on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or your favorite podcatcher. Y'all stop on by and take it easy now, okay? All right. Well, that brings an end to the feature segment. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the Friday patron show, even though the content there is about, mm, about six months old. It's still worth hearing. Uh, we're off to go record the secret patron show, or I should say, we have already recorded the secret patron show, and uh, those people that count themselves as one of our fans and our patrons, they've already gotten to hear it. Everybody else, you're going to have to wait till sometime in October, I believe. So, yeah, if you too wish to support the, week, the work that we do each week, please make sure to go to patreon.com slash Outcasts and donate at a level that you feel comfy with. Many thanks go out to our sustaining patrons, Angelica Pearson, The Godless Revolution Podcast, Luis Cruz, Jeff Linville, Mike and Darcy Bowman, and an inordinate amount of Pride Festival hugs goes out to Marissa McCool. Yes, she is coming to Utah for Pride, which is going to be fucking awesome. Uh, She is our number one patron, so thank you guys all so much for helping us out. However, we don't only credit the people that show us some of their income. Uh, We do give shout-outs to anyone who gives us a review on iTunes or subscribe on YouTube. It really does help us out a ton, and we'll make sure to give you guys your due praise. Uh, a final thanks to everybody for listening. It's been great. Uh, we'll catch you on Friday, like I said, with our older patron show, and again on Monday with a brand new episode full of current events. Until then, everyone, you're welcome. To die for a chance to sin. <laughs> That's the rub. For in that sleep of sin. What kingdom may come? What of the limitless sex and violence in the wake of Ragnarok? Welcome to the slaughter. What are you going to do? What will be your epitaph when we get done with you? Are you going to cry for your mama? Are you gonna have a good time? Are you gonna be a bohab when it's your turn to die? Don't get pretty crazy! Bedlam all around! Anarchy, chaos, rude street in the Ragnarok party town! You're painting it and turning your brain into the burning in the sanitation so I hide. The final hours here, now grab your thermometer, you have the for one that hide. So only get the job for gown to have some fun. It's always one hell of a party when Ragnarok rolls around. It's time to crash the planet. Ragnarok and man the ground.
If anybody out there right now really feels like they need to accept Jesus as their personal Lord and say blah, 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 I would just come on up to the front and talk to the pastor. And so, like, they're playing this really dirgy organ music. And the people that are in the audience come up to the front and they talk to the pastor and they go, Hallelujah, praise the Lord Jesus God. You know, where we we got somebody that's planning on being saved today, even if you've already been baptized. And so, watching my mom go up to the front and needing to talk, leaving my brother and me in the pews back there. And we didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like, mom, where are you going? Where where are you going? And we followed her up there and they're like, Hey, the the kids want to get baptized too. And then she's like, thankfully my mom was like, no, 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 that leave that up to them. So I, I give my mom credit when it comes to something like that. But seeing a baptism when you've never really seen one before is weird. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. I'll only be a minute. Come in with me. What is HomeSense anyway? Look, outdoor furniture is in. Hey, that's a great brand. And it's a six-piece set. Check out this price. Are you sure that's not just the table? No chairs, too. Is this an outdoor rug? It is. It's nicer than our indoor rug. Outdoor ottomans, planters, patio umbrellas. Are you seeing these prices? You save a lot at HomeSense. This is the year we love our backyard. Can I say something? Yes. I'll get the truck. And that is why I love you. Save on outdoor like never before at HomeSense. HomeSense. Discover a store near you at homesense.com.